When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Now it's time to talk Celtics. Get blocked by Jalen Brown. This is the Sports Hub Celtics Over the show. shoulder pass for Al Horford for the two-hand slam. On 98.5, the Sports Hub. Curry gets the free throws. A 16-3 close to game number four. And the Golden State Warriors championship pedigree, championship medal on display. Not ready to pass any torches yet. The torch will have to be taken, and the Celtics will have to do it in the one place they've been better than anybody else in the NBA in decades, on the road. The NBA Finals that everybody hoped would go down to the finish are now a best of three. Golden State wins game four, 107 to 97. The NBA Finals are even at two games apiece. Final call from Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell of last night's game four of the NBA Finals. And your final score, Golden State Warriors 107, Celtics 97. This is the Sports Up Celtics show with Jim Murray, Chris Gasper, and you at 617-779-0985. And uh, that final call brought to you by Miller Lite. Enjoy the Celtics game with the original light beer. Miller Lite, it's game time. It's Miller time. Uh, I like what Sean said there, that the Celtics are going to have to take the torch from the Golden State Warriors because for whatever the hell reason, Chris, they do seem somewhat reluctant to. And this is something you've talked about. It's They're expecting the opponent, and we've seen this now in three straight series, to capitulate. Yeah. You know, we're the Celtics. We've arrived. It's our time. Come on. Go away. Like, <laughs> we're hitting our shots. You Stop. Like, it's our time. It's we, We're going to play not to lose some of these games because you're just going to you're you're gonna you're gonna fold. You're gonna go away, right? Not so much. Milwaukee didn't do it. Miami didn't do it. And Golden State certainly didn't do it last night, specifically Steph Curry. A great performance from him, yes. But it's just I just feel like again, the Celtics only really have themselves to blame. They blew that game last night. I think last night's loss to me more about the Celtics than it was about Steph Curry and that performance from him last night. I, I, that's just how I feel, and I know you disagree. Yeah, I mean, that. I do. I, I Look, uh, they had certainly chances to close it out. I, I'm not going to dispute that with you, but I think when a guy has 43-10 and 10 and hits seven threes and some of the shots he was hitting, and frankly, some of the threes he hit should have been four-point plays. I mean, he was fouled on at least like three of those, and, and you, the call didn't go Golden State's way. So when I look at it, that was just a transcendent performance by a great, great player. That being said, could the Celtics have still won the game? Yes, they, they, they could have. But for me, the takeaway from last night was not Celtics choked it away. 
it was what Grandy said. You know, Golden State still has championship DNA, championship pedigree, championship medal, and they have the best player in the series. And that's one thing I do want to talk about here because I think there was some sort of debate early in the series. And I, I was on BST with Holly, and he was saying he thought Jason Tatum was the best player in the series. And the rationale was, well, you know, Steph Curry's not great on defense. And, and he's not. And that's why the Celtics keep putting him in the action. But to me, last night, that debate's over. The Celtics might win the series. There's no question. The best player in this series is Steph Curry, and it's not really close. Yeah, yeah, I've come around on that, too. Maybe I uh, got caught up in, I don't know, because I thought he's been good-ish, um, you know, at times in this series. But last night, he blew up and shows you he's still, you know, the greatest shooter who's ever lived. Uh, transcended performance, yes. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I, I also am like, well, he's getting a little long in the tooth. He's yeah. 34. No, he has, He is. Uh, he is certainly <laughs> everything that Tatum is not in terms of, when you need it the most. The Celtics need it. it so I, I've been harsh on Tatum today because he's supposed to be your superstar, right? But the fact is, in that fourth quarter late, the Celtics needed anyone, someone, to step up in that stretch. Brown, smart, who's bombs away again. Horford, anyone. And they all threw up on themselves. And that's what's so frustrating yeah. because we've seen this now multiple times during this postseason run. You're right. And I here, here's what I'd say about it. You're absolutely right. It's a double-edged sword because I think their greatest strength is that the Celtics are not overly relying on any one player. But sometimes it's also their greatest weakness because that means you can't rely on any one player in some of these situations. You look at game one, again, Tatum wasn't great. The Celtics still had that amazing fourth quarter and won the game. When I look at Golden State, if Steph Curry doesn't play the way he's played through these first four games and he's made at least five threes in every game, he's averaging 34 a game, they have no shot. Whereas the Celtics can win if their best player doesn't play well. But again, the double-edged sword aspect of that is that sometimes when you get into these fourth quarters, because you are a team that sort of does it collectively, that you don't know where to go in clutch moments. And if your your best player in Tatum doesn't have it, you're not sure sort of where to go. And also the other downside of that is that, okay, maybe my best player doesn't have it. Let's go to number two, which is Jalen Brown. On a lot of other teams, they'd be force-feeding Jalen Brown the ball. On this team, it's Marcus Smart bombs away. And and that, I think, again, can be an issue at times. Again, it can be, it's their greatest strength. It can also be their greatest weakness at times, and you saw that last night. We, of course, have Brian Robb covering the Celtics for Mass Live. Another late night for old B-Robb behind the glass. Uh, give me some of your takeaways and thoughts on uh, on last night's game. Am I wrong to put so much on the Celtics in this one, or am I right to feel like, oh, no, they had an opportunity here, and they blow it? I mean, there's there's no question this is going to be the game in the series. You look back on if they lose in terms of, like, they had it here. But one thing we haven't talked about yet, guys, which I think was a sneaky big factor in this game, fourth quarter, Steve Kerr having the guts to yeah. put Draymond Green on the bench for a big chunk of that and go offense, defensive with him down the stretch. That is huge because Draymond Green has been absolute garbage on offense in this series and has really helped the Celtics be able to defend all the rest of the Warriors' weapons with him out there. Now with him going to Looney over Green, the guy who's been a better player in this series, it's, it was bad in game four, obviously, since they won them the game. But now moving forward in this series, the willingness to do that is not good news for the Celtics in terms of trying to pull this thing out. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Draymond said what he was livid, right? That uh, yep. he was benched in that fourth quarter, but it ultimately was the right call by Steve Kerr. I thought Looney was a factor last night. I gave you some of these numbers earlier, but again, Looney had played six minutes total in the fourth quarter in the first three games of this series. Played for just about eight 
seven and change in that fourth quarter last night. He's a plus 36 is Looney in the series. He was plus 21 last night, and he's clearly their best rebounder. And people were saying, like, yeah. what are the Warriors going to do about size? Turns out Looney's the answer. So, well, well go ahead. No, I was going to say the thing, to be Rob's point, the thing with Looney, you know, with Looney when he's in there is if Rob Williams is going to step up and challenge shots or step out and try and stop threes, well, okay, now Looney's underneath and he he can get the offensive rebound. Yeah, whereas Draymond Green is a million miles from the hoop. He's a non-shooter, and all he's trying to do is screen and try and hit cutters or hand off to shooters. So that makes it easier for Robert Williams. He doesn't have to worry about Draymond Green. And you know, watching some of the broadcasts last night, which I was able to do, Jeff Van Gundy was screaming at Draymond Green. He's like, when Robert Williams goes to challenge those shots, you have to crash down. You have to crash to the basket. You can't just stand out there. And and that's what Looney does. He will crash to the basket while Draymond Green stands 25 feet from the hoop to take a three he's either never going to take or that if he does, he has about as much a chance of hitting as I would if I were in the game. All right, Michelle in South Carolina, your first up this afternoon, Sports Hub Celtics show. What, uh, what do you make of last night, Michelle? I didn't like it. I'm still not satisfied. Um, I feel like the Warriors are actually taking um, our playbook on of our hands. Um, sitting Draymond, putting in who or whoever for offense and somebody who's going to play the game rather than stand around and just kind of set picks and not have any offense. Um, I do want to comment on Tatum. Um, I think something is really wrong with his shoulder. If you notice when he goes to the basket, a lot of times when he does have a layup on the side of his bad shoulder, he's trying to do a reverse rather than straight up layup. Interesting. Um, I don't know if you can rewind a couple of um, uh, plays during some games and notice that. Um, And the other thing is um, I'm still not convinced we can play a pick and roll defense because when we're um, trying to play up on somebody, we still have the bad habit of stepping back and giving their shooters way too much open looks. I mean, they're hitting everything because if you see Horford, he's guilty of it a lot. He'll, he'll try to take a step forward, but and then he takes two steps backwards. He does. Because yeah. he's afraid if the person doesn't shoot, they're going to run right by him. All right, Michelle, I'm going to let you go on that. Has spacing she's, been part of the problem here defensively? <clears throat> I mean, she, she's dead on about that. I mean, Steph Curry hit a three there where it was like that's exactly what happened to Horford. He he, It was pick-and-roll defense, and Steph Curry gave him a hard jab step and step back, and the space was there. I think the Celtics have to sort of decide on some of that stuff. What do they want to take away? You know, if it were me, I would say let's take away the three. Be over-aggressive on the three. If Steph Curry drives by you, our length, our size, our help defense is enough to sort of try and swallow him up or we'll live with him making a floater like he did in the fourth quarter as opposed to the threes. I, I do feel like the Celtics are getting a little greedy defensively. They're, they're, they're a great defensive team. They're trying to take away everything, and in the process of trying to take away everything, I don't think they're taking away the main thing they should take away, which is the three-pointers from Steph Curry. Yeah, you can't let him give him the rhythm, guys. Like, they, all these games, he's come out pretty strong. Yeah. And so I think you have to – I mean, I'll ask this to both of you or to Jim here. Like, would you start doubling him just to, like, mix it up? Yeah. Which I feel like they really haven't yep. tried that all this series. It's, I think he's played it well enough in these first four games. You have to consider that, right? I would double – but he's a tough guy to double because he moves well without the ball. 
True. Right? So it's like you du- they've doubled him a little. They'll double him to, to get off, get him off the ball, but then he'll pass it to Draymond or somebody else, and then it becomes like basically a, a screen handoff back to him, and he beats his defender back to Draymond, back to the ball, and gets a shot off. He He's not as easy a guy to double as like a, a Tatum who's just going to sort of take the ball 25 feet from the hoop and pound it into the ground. There's a lot more movement off the ball with Steph Curry, and that, that makes him difficult to – to double it makes it difficult to sustain a double on him. You can double him initially and get the ball out of his hands, but then he'll still get it back. They'll screen for him and he'll still get the shot. Maybe selectively then, just to surprise him, yeah. just to yeah. just to do something to keep just him out of rhythm. To here. Throw him off. Yeah. They right. did. I mean, they did force five turnovers from Steph Curry. I mean, they forced him to to, to throw the ball away. Um, I thought he was going to find himself in foul trouble too because he got one early. It's like, oh yes, we're yeah. going to get this again. And yep. He didn't. Uh, and as far as Jason Tatum's right shoulder, uh, Doctor Murray's diagnosis is uh, not that big a deal. Uh, and, <laughs> and here's why too. No, well, I have proof to back this up. And then talk to the girl up front and pay her the check, two hundred fifty bucks. The pass he made to Peyton Pritchard in the prior game, in game three, where there was this no-look pass where he finds Pritchard open and he ends up hitting the three, was like 100 miles an hour. And how did he pass it? With his right arm. That arm connected to the shoulder. Diagnosis, no big deal. Again, talk to the girl up front, 250. <laughs> but maybe, but okay, but if he throws that pass, maybe it's an issue with, with like elevating the arm, like getting it high. I don't know, B-Rob, have you seen... Anything is he not finishing the same way he's finished all year with the the arm and the extension because he does have great length which is one of his real strengths. I do think that he is, and I don't know how much it's related to the shoulder, Chris, but he seems to be trying to finish further away from the basket, okay. and I don't know whether that's him in terms of trying to compensate or the warrior what the Warriors are doing defensively against him, but he's certainly not getting to his sweet spots around the rim at all, and it's leading to just a lot of inefficient finishing at the rim. And if you want further diagnosis, Jason Tatum, from Dr. Murray, you're not a consistent shooter, and you might not be clutch. 617-779-0985. Tough doctor. What, oh, the worst. But, you know. Sounds you, like you're saying he has, a, he has a problem with his ticker. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a heart problem. Yeah. Yep. Congestive, congestive heart failure? No, it's just two sizes too small. Again, talk to the girl up front. One open line, 617-779-0985. Sports Hub Celtics show. I'm sure the team is thrilled for us to, or me, to be doing this today. Yeah, but, they, uh, they definitely are. What can I say? Sure uh, thrilled that we're both doing this today. <laughs> little hungover, running hot, pissed about last night. I'm not going to apologize for it. Your thoughts on last night's loss next. This is the Sports Hub is the Sports Hub Celtics show on the home of the Seas 98.5, the Sports Hub. It's time to talk Celtics. Man, how the fish grease them? This is the Sports Hub Celtics show with Gasper Murray on 98.5, the Sports Hub. Like like Derek said, we got ball watching the guy with the ball instead of just moving like we've been doing. You know, with the ball handler, it's kind of hard because you're trying to tell everybody to do something while, you know, making sure you still see the play with the guy in front of you and, and you know, you've been taught to, to make a play. So for us, is you know, we just got to move. Plain and simple. You know, if we the ball gets stuck and you see it, just go, just go screen somebody. But we have to move. We cannot let the ball get stagnant uh, and let them load up on us. Or maybe not, you know, be all bombs away. Say, it's my time to shine. I'm going to shoot the opposition right back into this uh, this game. Let me hit this three and then look at my hand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going for the look at my hand three. Boy, I, I, I wonder if there, do you think there's like a Marcus Smart like excuse generator? Just like works in his head. <laughs> Probably. You know, like as the ball handler, it's hard. Or remember the game against Milwaukee when Drew Holiday basically Marcus Smarted Marcus Smart. And he was and he then he was like, well, we called this play, but no one was moving. So I had to do something. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he does fancy himself. Uh, oh, you know what? I it just reminded me. I yelled at one point. So it was one of the many uh, threes that Steph Curry hit in that fourth quarter where Marcus Smart took it right back down, you know, three seconds off the shot clock. He hoist one up, clang, and I screamed in the company box, you're not him! <laughs> but boy, he thinks he is at times. Well, the funny thing about Smart is, you know, he, he did a really good job of backing Curry down and getting in the lane. Like, when Marcus Smart gets in the lane and and shoots over smaller guys and just does the too small to other point guards, he's great at that. You know, and I, I wish he had maybe kept doing that, believe it or not, instead of bombs away on the threes. And then I, I want to ask B-Rob a question. We, you know, I, I mentioned this to you in the break, Jim, and, and I'm going to ask B-Rob this. What's happened to Grant Williams in this series? I just feel like he's been a non-factor, and he certainly was a big factor in them getting to the finals, only averaging 4.8 points per game, 17 and a half minutes per game so far. Why has he not been effective in this series? It's been rough. It's a really good question, Chris. Um, he, I think he's had one good game, and game three was the only one where he kind of stood out there. I think part of it's the double big situation against the Warriors. It's kind of tough to have that group out there. But I think a lot of it, too, is like, He's fouling a lot, and he, and that's something where you lose Emei's trust. If you do that, you can't do that against his Warriors team when they have shooters everywhere and guys shooting 90% from the line. But they need more from him in this series, too, because he's the kind of versatile big that should be able to help them against a team like this. Other, I totally agree. Yeah, other than game two uh, with the defense that he played in that one, Draymond Green, I think, has kind of been a non-factor in this series. But I can't help but thinking that part of the wilting by Grant Williams in this series is that Draymond Green is, like, in his head. Is that part of it, potentially? Sure. I mean, they've been going at each other since Jump Street. Oh, Grant Williams wants to fight him. Like, oh, yeah. You can, it's clear. <laughs> There's no question about that. So that that is something that's really a good point, Jim. Like you, you forget about that early in the series, but that's yeah. that's been there, and he it's clearly made some kind of impact from the start. There. I have one other question for you guys, though. Yes. In the fourth quarter, when Rob started to get hurt, there, you know, it looked like he was like moving, yeah. laboring for a while. Were you guys surprised that Ime did not get him out of the game sooner? Given that there was that was the middle of the Warriors' run, were you like, uh, like let Rob run it off here? Like we need to. He obviously, was playing really well for me. Truth be told, I didn't think it at the time, uh, but it was clear he was moving like a log again. But uh, I just think maybe you're a, you try to ride and like see ride him and see if you know he can dig deep and still get some ups. Or I, I don't. I I didn't question that at the time. No, no, I didn't question it either. Just because I think he's such a, a deterrent for the Warriors on some of the dribble drive stuff. Like there's so many times. Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole would get baseline and get into the paint. And most of the time, they're not even looking at the rim. They're like, I'm just going to dribble baseline to the other side of the hoop because Robert Williams is there. I, I think Emei felt like there was value in having him in there sort of as a deterrent, even though he wasn't moving the same way and couldn't get out the same way he, he had in maybe in game three and, and challenge some of those perimeter shots. Again, Celtics can't close out the Warriors last night in game four. They lose 107-97 game five Monday night. Marcus in the truck. You're next here in the Sports Hub Celtics show. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Big Jim. What's up? Gasper, the friendly host. How's hey. it going, fellas? Good. What's going on? Dude, um, these Celtics are super bipolar. As someone who's bipolar, um, they need a mood stabilizer, and I don't know what that is for them. Um, and ultimately, I feel like they'll get more three-point looks that they want and quality ones if they drive and kick. Drive and kick. If they establish a presence with driving, they will have – so many more opportunities for threes, and that's really what I think was the successful part of the series for them, and they, they move away from it. They move back to, like, old bad habits. 
Yeah, uh, you saw that. I'm gonna let you go on that. Marcus. Yeah, it's a good so, point. Look, they they won that fourth quarter in Game Three with good defense and aggressive. Uh, Aggressively, aggressively say it's stupid. It's right, stupid. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Sentence structure. <laughs> Play it right, Jim. You're supposed to be a professional broadcaster. <laughs> God's sakes. They win with good defense and attacking the rim in the fourth quarter of game three. They yes. went away from that last night. So, like, I would think, you know, oh, we figured out the game plan here. And they, so is, is some of that because that Kevin on Looney was so effective last night that they went away from that? Or was just, why did they go away from that? Um, you know, I think some part of it is you get down in the shot clock and you feel like you don't have as much time. It's easier to settle for the three. They were hitting threes earlier in the game. Like I said, they hit 10 of their first 19. I think Golden State, just going back, watching some of these clips, they, they did a pretty good job of playing help defense and almost like hedging. Like a guy like Jordan Poole, who to me is a terrible defender. There were a couple of plays there where like Tatum beat his initial guy and then Jordan Poole flashed and hedged and then somehow managed to make it back to his guy. And I'm like, who's this? This doesn't look like Jordan Poole playing defense. So uh, the Warriors, I think, did a pretty good job helping. And I think the Celtics just weren't, you know, patient enough with dribble drive kick to break down the defense at times. And then you get to the end of the shot clock and it's it felt to me, I will say this in terms of ripping the Celtics. I thought in the fourth quarter, some of those possessions, they got to the end of the shot clock and it felt frantic and panicky. Which is oh, never good. Yeah. Michael and Brookline on the Celtics loss last night. Hey, Michael. All right. Before I get to my Chris Gasper road trip food update, ah. um, Big Jim, I think, I think we need a mental health check. I've never met anybody who was so right and yet so upset about being right in my <laughs> life. No, it's you, you predicted what was going to happen and you're still upset. Michael, I live with this. It's my curse. <laughs> I understand. Okay. So the road trip food update. Chris, when you yes. go to New York, yes. cover Red Sox Yankee. Go to uh, Cork Deli. It's right there on 162nd Street. Okay, I like a good deli. Best corned beef you'll ever, best corned beef you'll ever have in your life. Oh, um, the Seattle one is my actual favorite restaurant I've ever been to. It's called the Metropolitan Grill. And get the Chateaubriand for two with garlic mashed potatoes. And number three, Fort Lauderdale. Go to uh, Anthony's Runway 84. Oh, hold on. I'm going the there this summer. Truck. Let me get this Fort Lauderdale right, one. I know. Murray's writing this down. Anthony's. What's this one? Yeah. Anthony's Runway 84. Yeah. Get the veal chop. Do you know Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever he knows, he learns from his father, who is Anthony of Anthony's Runway 84. Oh. Bing, bang, boom. Done. All right. I like it. Okay, right, so now, there's three for you. Now let's crap on the Celtics, Michael. Go ahead. All right. It, it's just a matter of, like Doc Rivers said, it's a make-miss league. It really is. If you make them, you're going to win. If you miss them, you're going to lose. There are certain things you can do to affect make, makes and misses, you know, playing great defense, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if Steph Curry's going to throw basketballs out of his butt into the hoop, you're not going to win. And if Jason Tatum can hit, and Jalen Brown can hit, and Al can throw a one in every once in a while, you're going to win. It is what it is. It's the NBA, and we're getting all upset about nothing that really matters. It's a make-miss league. Oh, Michael, but that's yeah, sports. That's a little get, too far, I think, though. Getting upset about nothing that really matters is sports. No, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, it is make-miss, and, and it's make-miss. And to me, the context of that is you can, you can make mistakes – and they can be erased by makes. And you can execute well, and it can be erased by a miss. But overall, the Celtics' execution in the fourth quarter was not good. 
and that's the problem. And I there is a it is make miss, but there's also the law of average averages there as well in terms of what your execution is. So again, I, I guess what I would say is the Celtics execution certainly was better in the other three quarters, but I'm not sure it was as markedly better as we think it was because they were making these threes. And so you get to the fourth quarter and you start missing the threes and you get a little tight and suddenly it looks like the execution is horrendous. And, and that's sort of what happens there when, when maybe the fall off wasn't as precipitous as we thought there was definitely a fall off. Don't get me wrong, but maybe it wasn't as precipitous. Maybe they weren't as great as we thought in the first three quarters. It's just that you're knocking down threes. Well, it's now clear. Steph Curry had his, uh, his moment, the yeah. moment so far in yeah. this series. And I, you know, look, I'm a simple man, a simple man with a simple question. That's a, like, where's Jason Tatum's moment? Your first team, all NBA, you've arrived. All your peers now say he is one of us, one of us, one of us superstar <laughs> in the NBA. Where's your superstar moment in this series? That's all. That's all. That's, that's oh, yes, the yes, thing yes, I want to know. Two or three more games to do it. Yeah, I don't feel great about that as I'm dropping stuff all over the place. Yeah, you're knocking this water bottle over. You're, you're, you're fired up today. That pissed me off last night. It pissed me off and concerned me because I, I felt I picked the Celtics in seven. Yes, it's still trending that way. They can win in seven. But that that game last night and how they, they let it go just shakes my confidence. And, again, the lack of, uh, the lack of raising his game uh, in this series by Jason Tatum. That's got me so, concerned. So can I ask you a question before yes. we, we take our little break here? Uh, do you think the Celtics can win this series if Jason Tatum doesn't have, like, a Steph Curry-like moment? I'm starting to doubt that. Really? Yeah. Because I, I still think they can. Like, you know, Steph Curry, like, like that was a transcendent performance. If, if Tatum has what is for him a run-of-the-mill 30-31 point game here, I think they can win the series. I think that's the difference between the two teams. One team needs their all-time great transcendent player to play like that to have a chance. The other team, their strength is if they're all-NBA player just has, you know, average performances for him they can still win the series yeah but typically in these spots like so like Giannis and the Bucks had their breakthrough last year and that closeout game by Giannis it's like holy crap he can do it because I, I know even Felger and you know national media was like well can he do this he did I just think in that league typically in these series in the NBA finals your guy the guy has to have a night like Curry did last night so yeah maybe again simple take from a simple man Where's Tatum's moment so far in this series? This is the Sports Hub Celtics Show on 98.5 The Sports Hub.